We've had a week to digest the big news that the LA Guiltinis and Austin Gilgronis are out, and a 12-to-be-named team is in for the 2023 Major League Rugby season. From the dispersal draft to the league shrinking down in size by one, we break down all that might have an impact on fantasy rugby in the MLR. The Fantasy Rucker Show starts right now. Where rugby and the world of fantasy sports collide. Welcome to the Fantasy Rucker Show. Bringing fantasy rugby to the masses. Talking all things rugby from the MLR to leagues around the world. We're on top of it. Headphones on, pads off. This is the Fantasy Rucker Show. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Yee, Matt Yee, and Devin Vanderpool. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 42 of the Fantasy Rucker Show. Thank you so much to our Fantasy Ruckers League members, our community members, and everyone else tagging along on this journey of trying to make fantasy rugby a reality mm-hmm. in the MLR. As always with me, mm-hmm. Matt Yee, Devin Vandy Vanderpool, Ryan Yee here to make that reality become a truth, uh, to make fantasy rugby uh, a, a real thing. We've had, I had a lot of fun going on here so far, and uh, guys, uh, we have just passed Halloween here. Are getting closer to the 2023 MLR season. Not quite there, but getting closer slowly but surely. But guys, how was uh, how was your Halloween here on Monday? Van, did you take uh, the little guy out for a little bit of trick or treating? Oh yeah, of course, man. Yeah, he was a uh, he was a vampire this year. A vampire. Okay, oh, that's right. That's okay. right. Count Dracula, boys. <laughs> oh, better stay now, away. Well. The the big yeah. question though is Vandy is what you dressed up as to to accompany him while he was out there. Not just were you the classic dad that was back about five feet letting him do his thing, you know, just you know, giving the head on hey, say thank you, you know, make sure you say is that you? A little a little rum drink in the cup. That's yeah. I heard Vandy was the dad that was going in there, you know, when you leave the bowl out on the porch, he took the whole bowl and put it in his own bag and walked away. No, That's what Louis happened. Go, I made Louie go back and do it, so I didn't have to do it. I didn't want to get caught on those ring cameras. People hey, hey, nobody's going to mess with a vampire on their front porch, all right? That's right. There you go. It was all a ploy. Vanny's taxing that candy. He's getting 20% of that when you get back home, yeah. right? Oh, at least. I'm thinking more 60, 70. There we go. Mad tax you- is real. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, any uh, Halloween celebrations for you, buddy? I know Halloween celebrations for me. And we got past the spookiest Monday of them all, but you know what's not spooky? Fantasy rugby. And that's why I love to be here on a Tuesday, the start of November. You know, get past the scaries into the another S word that means awesome. You know? Out of the scaries into Wait, the Marys? Wait, what? <laughs> 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 the scaries into the Marys. That's, that's, a, that, that's a good one. There right. you know. Well, I guess that, I that, well, that's, the, that's the question. Well, well, that's the question, guys. How early is too early to start putting up that Christmas stuff? I know the kind of the landmark is kind of Halloween's done now. You're now shifting yeah. over to kind of the merry spirit. No, Vandy, you're completely against that. Eh? December 1st. December 20, you know 23rd. I think you should either, start setting either, them up. Either one of you obviously have a kid, and when they play nothing but the same song over. Oh, over, you don't know me. Over and over and over. Matt, Matt well, explains to me. Anyways, but. Over and over. <laughs> I feel like Matt <laughs> no, has no. someone that already does that. <laughs> when I when I come home for the holidays, I feel like I that's that's something that I do. Like I feel like I put on the Christmas playlist, the same you know twenty Look, song playlist is playing. I'm not over gonna, and over I'm not again. gonna say that's why we had to ship them out, but. Look, look, Ryan, you can't come home until the 24th. I'm sorry. You called up the news station in Pennsylvania. You're like, I need my brother to work here, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can't we can't handle yeah. this Christmas playlist anymore. No, you know what, yeah. Vandy? That makes sense. I feel like in the States here, the kind of the landmark is kind of Thanksgiving. Once Thanksgiving rolls around, that's kind of when the Christmas mm-hmm. stuff comes out. I know in Canada, uh Thanksgiving is a different time. It's uh it's about a month earlier, so not not the same up there. But uh no. nonetheless, I feel like yeah. For me, hey, you can never get too early to get into the jolly spirit. I don't know. I love Christmas, so we'll, we'll get right Hey, we're, it. Look, look, we're well, a cross-border show. We span across two borders, maybe three, hey, maybe sometimes five. More, Who knows? The, the, stats maybe. Say, the stats say elsewhere, man. It sounds like we're in. We're, people are listening in Germany. People are listening in the UK. Hey, we're, I, think, oh, I think we're slowly. And that's, that's two different board. nations. What? What? what is it? One, like an old school Pangea. You know what I mean? Uh, we're getting okay. Get us all together. Uh, separating us. 
We're a pan. You're right. All right. No borders. <laughs> we we're we're a no border show. We That's love right. Pangea. We love uh, we love uh, dinosaurs as well. You know, we uh, love it all. All right. This is us and our listeners. Us yep. and our listeners. We're, bring, we're bringing bringing it all together. Bringing it all together, exactly. Um, yeah, that's what we're all about here at the Fantasy Rugby Show, both in life and in fantasy rugby. Uh, but nonetheless, hey, before we get um, on to the stuff that we're going to talk about in the show, we've got a jam-packed show. We're going to break down the latest uh, news and notes. Lots of roster moves going on. I feel like a lot of people are both coming to the league, um, resigning with teams, and also getting shipped out to other places around the world to play and expand their professional rugby careers. We're going to break that all down. And then, hey, we all know the big news that has come out in the last week or so with Major League Rugby when it comes to uh, what we set at the top, Giltinis, Yogronis, no longer in the league. A 12 to be named team will be joining the MLR. Still don't know much information about that. Last episode, if you missed it, we broke it down kind of uh, our first initial reaction when the news came out. I feel like it came out maybe uh, on that day that we recorded or uh, a day before that. So it was kind of just our raw reaction from that. We've had a week to digest it, like we said in the teaser. And now we're going to break down the fantasy impact and what this really means for the 2023 year. Um, So, it should be interesting. It should it should be um, uh, fun to kind of figure out what this all means for the world of fantasy rugby. But uh, hey, if you aren't yet, though, make sure you're following us at the Fantasy Ruckers, both on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and on YouTube. You can find us there. And then also um, we are on Discord as well. we got a great community there that likes to discuss uh, the latest happenings in Major League Rugby, uh, the rugby world uh, uh, with all the things happening with the World Cup, the Women's World Cup going on and all that stuff. And then, hey, that is where you're also going to hear uh, all all the latest happenings when it comes to the Fantasy Rutgers League. If we expand, if there's open spots, that's where we're going to announce it. So you'll want to be following us at all those social and, media channels uh, to f- make sure you do get your spot when you have that opportunity. Because we, yeah, we, we've had a whole bunch of people reach out to us saying, hey, yep. when's that open spot happening? When can we play Fantasy Rugby? When can we play Fantasy MLR? Unfortunately, we're not at that point quite as of yet. But we are getting there, and you will want to be the first in line uh, when that opportunity does uh, bring itself to you guys. Yeah, and I was going to say, hey, as we get closer to the season, the Discord channel is going to start blowing up with more and more conversation. The people in the league are going to start prepping for the draft. You know, we're all going to start talking a little bit more about what's going on, getting excited for the start of the season. Um, And you're not going to want to miss it, that's for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it might still seem like I know we joke about, you know, we're still a ways away from Christmas. And and even after that, we still got a couple months after that until the Major League Rugby season starts. But it's going to get here, I feel like, before we even know it. I mean, I, we keep on having these conversations about stats. We have interviews and that's really pushing uh, the this offseason along. And I feel like in no time we're going to be drafting our teams again. We're going to be setting those lineups and be going through all that fantasy MLR stress that you guys went through in that inaugural year. We got to do it all over again. So it's going to going to be a fun time so yeah make sure you follow us there at the fantasy ruckers you'll get to follow along with all that good stuff all right um no fantasy ruckers show question to get today got a l- too much stuff that we got to get to but if you do have a question for us you want to know more about fantasy ruckers uh you want to know about fantasy rugby and the mlr um you know really any any mlr related or fantasy rugby related question you can hit us up on our socials that we just mentioned using the hashtag ask tfr show we'd like to uh, feature one of those questions on the show and hey maybe your question will be the next one that will uh that'll appear here on the fantasy yeah. show come so, on uh, ask me something you won't do it you won't do it you don't want to know the answer that's right you, know you don't want the smoke <laughs> that's a good ploy i like it uh test the people matt matt's choosing violence today it's all right oh, matt chooses yeah. violence every tuesday you know what fair enough fair enough all right let's move on here we've got a lot of news to get to um so let's get it uh get it right off the top i want to give a quick shout out though um we talked about how we're a, a show that crosses borders here so we got to touch a little bit here on the uh rugby world cup the women's rugby world cup uh hey congrats to canada man uh they are advancing to the semi-final with a big big win over the USA Eagles women's team, uh, a big 32 to 11 victory. Gotta love and beating those Americans. Oh, see, I knew, Mandy. I knew, <laughs> Mandy. I knew you were gonna say something. I don't know, Matt. I, I, you can kind of help me here. I feel like I'm in a little bit of an identity crisis because I know for you, maybe it's a little bit different because you were a part of the Rugby Canada system. But for me, you know, 
born and raised in Canada, now living here in the United States. Obviously, I'm always going to cheer for the red and white, always going to cheer for the Maple Leaf. But, you know, we do have a little bit of a uh, affinity to the American hey. side down here. So it's tough to see, you know, we'd like to see success look, on both sides, I feel like. Look, well, that look, makes look, look, sick. What happens? <laughs> what happens in this world is you give and you take. All right, the Canadian woman beat the U.S. woman. You know, make it to the semifinals. Awesome. But then you look at the Canadian men, and those guys are—I don't even know—they're playing Namibia instead of even trying to qualify for the World Cup, where U.S. has actually got a shot to go into the World Cup. So hey, you give and take. You win some, you lose some. You support Canadians in one space, but you support the Americans in the other. You know, you win both. There you go. And you know uh, and uh, yeah. yeah. Ryan, you know how many Canadian World Juniors we watched together? Olympic well, okay, but it's games. different. It's different, though. I don't know, man. It's it's. I feel like with us, you know, being how many times I just shovel your your Audi <laughs> out of the driveway, huh? You spit on Canadian sports like that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But hey, I got to give a shout out though to also, I guess, to uh, Rugby <laughs> Morning. Got to give a shout out to Fitzy. He's probably not too happy about the rugby, uh, the USA rugby's loss there. Um, and then, hey, hey, yeah. Fitz, you gotta get over it. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get over it. There, American, the, the, the men's team's probably gonna lose too. Sorry to break it to you. Haven't haven't seen his uh, email yet with the update of that uh, of that loss that they 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 took with the thirty two eleven update. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what that does say. Vandy, you're right. Maybe I got to be buy more, a little bit more into the red and white. Can't let the red, blue, and white, you know. Um, hey, uh, while, uh, hold on. Could, while we're on, yeah. Just take over. While we're on the international topic. <laughs> yeah. All right, just quick. And maybe, you know, there's no ask TFR question for the day. So fine, fine, Thank fine. You. Don't ask me anything. I'm going to ask you something. Okay, I'm going to ask, ask you something. Ask the people something. Man. All right? Ask the people something. If the, if the U.S. men do not make it and qualify into the World Cup, yeah. Does that deem the MLR as some sort of failure? Uh, oh, yeah. I feel like we had you know? this conversation is, is, before. Is, 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 does this mean that the MLR? Does this mean the that the MLR? I'm not saying we had to. I'm not. Look, we're not getting into this today. I'm, we're not. You didn't ask me that. <laughs> yeah, if you asked me that, okay. we would get into okay, that. Sure. But right. I'm asking you that, and you got to respond. All right. <laughs> the people. See, maybe you, you got to respond. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we'll leave it as a hanging question. Violence. We'll see that. Just we'll see that. that that's, that's, that's the ask the TFR people show yes. question. Here and remember, right. no matter what continent, we're all one continent. Okay, well, we'll circle back. Yeah, Pangea. We'll, we'll circle, yeah. we'll circle back to that. I feel like there's a... I feel like there's a lot to unpack there with that question, Maddie. So we'll circle back to that. No, I love we, don't have to. Love we don't have to. Uh, right, we, we don't have to. We don't have to unpack. Leave it for the for people. The, it's the people. Um, <laughs> so I'll be I'll, waiting I'll, in the Discord chat, people. I'll be waiting there to fire back. <laughs> All right, there we go. So let's move on to some of the bigger news and notes here. So yeah, congrats again to the uh, Rugby uh, Canada women's team for that big W. And good luck this Saturday. Uh, they take Sorry, on England. Uh, they Canada. Keep it moving, Vandy. Keep it moving. Canada. Let's go. Canada, the greatest country in the world, Vandy. You oh. know you're going to hear it from me. All right. All right. Moving on here. I hope that makes you happy. Um, oh, but yeah, they have their uh, they have their semifinal against the, I guess, what would you call the motherland, England. Um, they take on England uh, on Saturday. Oh, so Red Roses. Interesting to see uh, how that match turns out. So we're rooting for Rugby Canada. And we love for our USA partners to also hop on the uh, Rugby Canada train as well and see us beat oh, England. Two. That's right. Yeah. That's right. There we go. All right. Well, let's move on to the biggest news and note for this episode. It is going to be the signing announcement of Old Glory DC's brand new head coach. They have announced that Joshua, Josh Sims, as their new head coach going forward. This is a guy that is coming over from the Hawks Bay Magpies in uh, the NPC uh, league over there in New Zealand. Um, he had a successful tenor as head coach there um, and then also uh, was assistant coach with them for a little bit as well. Led the team to the NPC playoffs. Matt, you have a lot of familiarity with the the, the NPC league there. Um, kind of a, a good signing here for Old Glory DC. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. So he brought the Hawks Bay Magpies into the quarterfinals, which, hey, look, anytime you can make it into the quarterfinals of that mm -hmm. competition, uh, you're doing pretty well. But what's interesting is if you look at the Magpies roster, there's, you know, Caleb McEnany's on there. Mm -hmm. um, Dennison Robinson Bartlett's on there. A couple guys who come from the MLR. So maybe there was some influence from those guys that said, hey, 
hey, you know, why don't you uh, come over to America and come try out and, and make one of the teams better? Uh, but, you know, I think I think it's a great signing for Old Glory DC, a team that struggled the past, you know, the past year um, and finding a guy that's going to help them build a culture and uh, and really help improve that squad. And it's interesting because I feel like, and Matt, we talked about this pre-episode um, about this wave, I guess, of new coaches coming to the MLR. Um, we There were a lot of vacant positions uh, coming out of this 2022 season. Obviously, the Dallas Jackals were looking for a head coach. Uh, the Utah Warriors were looking for a head coach. Um, now, I, I, obviously, Old Glory DC was looking for a head coach. But to see some of these guys not necessarily uh, picked up and signed from homegrown leagues here, a stateside or in Canada, but you're seeing guys coming from overseas leagues moving here to the MLR. I mean, we mentioned Dallas Jackals head coach uh, naming the Argentine Argentine Augustin Cavalieri as their head coach and then now we have a guy coming from New Zealand in uh, Josh Sims to Old Glory DC a thing Matt do you think that is benefiting the league here thing that you think is going to grow the talent and make the league as a whole better uh, for the MLR I mean look the and I'm going to be pretty blunt here is the coaching pool and the coaching training and the coaching experience here it's just not the same as, as what some of these guys are experiencing overseas, especially those guys that are coming from, you know, professional competitions. Um, the more coaches that we can pull in from overseas, and I think these coaches are willing to be part of taking on the challenge of growing this game in North America, um, the more coaches that we can get overseas, I think it will only improve the quality of play that we see on the field. And Vandy, for for you who may not be as experienced in kind of the international uh, rugby scene, uh, what's interesting when it comes to that is that your head coach does not necessarily need to be from the nation that you are coaching. So uh, Rugby Canada's head coach does not need to be uh, Canadian. Um, um, uh, USA's head coach does not need to be American. Um, I believe um, Eddie Jones, right? He's Australian, right? And he uh, he coaches England. So um, there there are a lot of... Hmm. Uh, I guess kind of interplays there. So just because we're bringing coaches from overseas league doesn't mean that it's not uh, at a detriment to the coaching that is here stateside. Those are guys that may be, you know, involved in the North American rugby development system. And hey, maybe these are some guys that you're seeing, you know, in contention to maybe one day take over a uh, international team here, either in Canada or in USA as well. So uh, another dynamic to think about, Vandy. And I wasn't sure if you're aware of that. Interesting point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. And obviously, there's a lot of politics that goes behind it with people, you know, jumping ship to different countries and things like that. It's very, very interesting, but we won't unpack that here. But yeah, look into it, Vandy. It's, it's very interesting. Um, all right. Now we got to break down a whole kind of slew of signings and re-signings. I feel like a whole bunch of people uh, announcements were made uh, when it comes to a lot of guys returning to their respective teams. So I'm just going to go through the list here. I don't really think there's much that we need to kind of uh, go over and again. There's some that we met, have mentioned before. And again, we like to thank uh, MLR Stats on Instagram, uh, Jam Delay on uh, Twitter, uh, James Dealey. He has uh, run the MLR Stats page um, and socials uh, um, for for uh, an extended period of time here. It's been great with the content that's coming out. It's been really helpful, especially with this busy off season that I feel like we're having when it comes to movement across the league. It's been mm-hmm. very helpful to keep track of all these kind of movements, both within the league and also outside the league with guys coming in and leaving. It's been very, very helpful. So thanks again to uh, stats on Instagram and Jam Delay on Twitter. So let's go through it. Um, a couple of things here. So Zion going, re-signed, going back to Utah. I believe we touched on that last episode. Uh, yep. A few signings here, returning to Rugby Atlanta. Uh, Martini, uh, Tyler Pusi, George Barden, Rowan Gauss, and Ross Deacon. They're back with Rugby Atlanta. Uh, Ross uh, Ross Brody, we mentioned this last episode as well, returning to the Toronto Arrows. Uh, ben Grant, Ma'ananu, something that we have mentioned uh, a, f- a few weeks back there with Ma'ananu going. There was a whole kind of uh, announcement there, but I guess it's now official that he is going to the San Diego Legion. Um, Jack Webster, uh, Jack Webster will be going to the NOLA Gold. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like those are all the major re-signings. There's one that I'm going to leave out for now because I feel like I want to touch on that. So um, we'll leave out those. So nothing really big there. I feel like just a lot of, you know, uh, regular names returning to their respective teams. I think the biggest one there is probably Martini Talapusi. He had some fantasy relevance last season for a little bit there. Um, 
scoring some tries here and there. I feel like he was kicking at some point as well for Rugby Atlanta <laughs> uh, for a brief period of time as well. So obviously he's a big fantasy name that will be returning to Rugby Atlanta. Ross Brody, obviously last year they were having their uh, their scrum half problem, so it's good to see him returning back with the Toronto Arrows. Um, and then obviously we've we've touched on Ma and Nanu before, so I don't think we need to get into that uh, again with uh, with the San Diego Legion. Um, so uh, yeah, anything that sticks out to you there, or can we move on here to some of the uh, other things? No, nothing too big for me. I think we can move on. I think I'm honestly surprised Ma and Nanu's coming back. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. he's forty. Because he's getting up there. But hey, look, he's enjoying the West Coast. He's I enjoying cannot, his time I there. I cannot wait to see, especially if they end up putting Mike Teo in the centers, yeah. man, to see a Ma'a Nanu. I just want to see it once, man, even if it's just for one match. Imagine those two uh, dudes running at you. Oh, it would be you scary, man. You couldn't pay me enough. You couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to be well, fun to watch. That's actually, for sure. MLR, I wouldn't go too crazy. 80K, 90K, we'll talk. Oh, <laughs> okay, there okay. we go. There we go. All right. Um, let's move on here to some of the guys that are moving on from the MLR. I feel like uh, uh, it's it's good to see that some of these guys are kind of using the MLR as a stepping stone. It's something that we've mentioned before. We all understand that MLR is not the tip, tippy top of the rugby uh, competition world, but it is a pathway for rugby players, especially North American rugby players, to make that step in their professional career. So just want to go through some guys that will be moving on to different areas. And some guys did have a pretty significant fantasy impact. Uh, the big this one is probably Will Tucker, Matt. He is going to the Highlanders um, in the Super Rugby League, which what you would probably consider is one of the tippy-top leagues in the entire world. So cool to see that a guy, um, after having a very successful stint with Rugby New York, um, winning that championship, now going back uh, to New Zealand to uh, to play some Super Rugby um, and, and get experience there. Yeah, I mean, I was looking through all the rosters, and I, I did say this last week that, hey, look out for some of the guys that are that, that maybe went over to the MPC Bunnies Cup who made the teams who didn't. Islanders are one of the teams last week who didn't release their roster. Um, was excited to see Will Tucker and MLR name on that list. Um, I think he's the only one that that really made that uh, that step up to, the, to, to Super Rugby. Uh, so that's great to see, and I think that's also just great, uh, great for the MLR saying, hey, look, this is possible. You can be in the MLR, and this can be a stepping stone for you to make it to one of the biggest leagues in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Evan Minturn, he's leaving Rugby Atlanta, going to the Doncaster Knights uh, in the championship. Uh, some bigger names moving on here. Justin Basson, who was a pretty uh, successful name there on Rugby Atlanta. Ooh, that was nice, Vandy. <laughs> that was almost commercial worthy. It sounds Ooh. like you're ready. Almost ready sponsorship to worthy. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say. All right. But uh, yeah, Justin Passan, um, he obviously had uh, had uh, a pretty, uh, you know, big uh, moments here and there in the fantasy world. He goes to the Celsi Sharks in the uh, uh, Ultimate Rugby Championship. And then mm-hmm. here's the big one that I want to talk about. Marco Jan von Rensburg. Oh, he yeah. is moving on <laughs> to uh, the Challenge Cup, playing for the Cheetahs. This is a guy that has been yes. on... Uh, on I'm hurt. Uh, uh, a top I'm hurt. List here. Why? Why are you so hurt, Matt? Well, well, yeah. John, what am I supposed John, to do? John, look, Ron, look. Ron, what? A, look. We got Marco Jans, Vons, Mons, Vons, Cons, Mons, Tons, Mons, Cheetah Man, Ransberg, right? Oh. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to pull out the yeah. big one because I'm not going to be able to say that anymore. And then <laughs> after that, well, after that, what are we going to lose? No leg of Vendia Mendia. What are we going to no, do? We're going to lose yeah. him too. Yeah, Queen de la Vega Mendia, he's returning to Argentina to play for the uh, the Hindi club you know, there in the URBA top 13. I joked about it all season about the fact that there would be no Lega, that he's got no Lega Mendia. But look, now we actually have no Lega and I'm sad. The- yeah, now uh, MLR has no Lego. So yeah, two big names, obviously, that are leaving the MLR. Uh, Marco Jan von Rensburg is a guy that finished uh, um, uh, pretty pretty high in our rankings. Yeah. Um, he finished 36th overall with 49.5 fantasy points. Um, in those new rankings, which you if, if you missed, a little bit of a plug here, you can go check that out oh, last you. episode. We released all and put together all those stats that we've been going over for the past couple months here and brought them all into a brand new fantasy world we're able to break down brand new rankings on what a 2023 season with these stats may have a look uh, may look like using what we saw in the 2022 year so with that in mind uh with those stats uh implemented marco jan von rensburg finished 65th in a ranking so a little bit of a drop but then you're seeing that his points went up from 49.5 to 
eight total fantasy points. And then we talk right. about uh, Yaquin de la Vega Mendia. He was a guy that was high in the rankings, 22nd overall, dropped down 37th in our new rankings, which is, which is a 15 uh, place drop, um, but having 56 and a half fantasy points last season in our uh, just scoring, try scoring heavy format, 153.1 in the new format that we discussed last episode. And again, if you missed it, you guys can check out last episode where we do break down and go over the top five at each position, top 15 overall. Really, really fun episode that we went through. And it's a, it's a world that we hope comes in the 2023 year. But yeah, two big names, man, moving on. And, and those were probably guys that if they were staying on Rugby Atlanta, um, you know, those were probably guys that were going to be drafted pretty highly because of the opportunity that uh, they had over uh, with that club, especially last year. Yeah, I mean, Jan's Vons, he loves his mom, Rensberg. I mean, like, look, he, he was going to be a guy to draft at the hooker position. Um, so sad to see him go, but hey. Um, uh, I'm not going to say that. Sad to see him go, but, <laughs> but I'm Same. happy for him. I mean, yeah, I mean, again, go. this is just more more example, more examples of, of guys that are using the MLR as a stepping stone to get into the, uh, the bigger leagues around the world, which is awesome to see because that just means more – more talent is going to want to come and, and and be enticed to come play in the MLR. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and I guess final question here because I'm just noticing here as we go through all these signings, uh, Rugby Atlanta has a lot of guys that are moving on to uh, to uh, clubs around the world. Do you think that is uh, a props there to Rugby Atlanta for the their ability to develop these guys? I guess it's kind of a two edged sword. You know, you're losing high end talent um, to I guess higher competitions, but then again, uh, you must be doing something right if you know you have so many of these guys being looked at some of these high level clubs from around. The world or they're just making room for all these guiltini players well you know that that's what i was gonna honestly, say that's why honestly, we got a dispersal honestly. draft yeah which we will discuss in, in in just a moment's time here all right just a couple more here signings that i want to get to here uh the biggest one that i said that i wanted to hold off here um and i actually appreciate this club doing this is the seattle seawolves where they just say hey instead of slowly trickling out these re-signings we're just gonna do it with one big announcement so they just say, hey, here here's our 22 player core pod that's returning for the 2023 year they're all coming back we've resigned them and here's the list and and uh it's something that i definitely appreciate and i'm sure fantasy managers appreciate too because now they can at least kind of look at the seawolves and be like hey here are the keystone guys for this club and these are guys that i'm probably going to be looking at in the 2023 year especially when i'm making my uh, draft preparations about guys that i'm looking at guys like james malcolm guys like aj alatimu you're seeing those guys returning to this club there is maybe a little bit of inkling that maybe alatimu wouldn't be returning to the seawolves but hey now you got a little bit of insurance here that he will be in fact here for the 2023 year and he's probably going to be uh i can imagine if not a top five a top 10 pick in the 2023 fantasy mlr draft yeah uh, i mean it, it's really cool to see them them post this uh i mean it, it yeah it, it's great to see that's i, I love it it's great for fans and, uh, it's great for some you, clarification to know like yeah. hey we, we've got these guys for this year, and we know that we, we're going to have them available in the draft for us. And and fantasy aside, too, I mean, I feel like the Seattle Seawolves, for one of the, I guess, um, what do you call it? One of the original clubs that has been in the MLR just seems like, especially with all the success that they've seen over the years as well, making a final in this past season, let alone uh, that in, uh, as well, oh, on top of hey. all the championships that they've gotten. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Well, we're going to get to that conversation just a bit here. Uh, but I feel like they just know how to do things right. And this was one of those things was just like, hey, especially with just, you know, some of the gray area when it comes to these signings, when it comes to understanding the contracts and the rosters and who who is is signed who isn't signed just to kind of have this clarification well ahead of the 2023 year it's something that i guess us fans um and like you guys mentioned us fantasy managers especially do appreciate from the seattle seawolf so um yeah you can check out that full list of 22 players that are returning uh to uh to that team um but yeah you you, you notice a lot of a lot of big names on the list like i mentioned aj Alatimu, james malcolm um uh, the creels on that list JP Smith is AJ on that Latino. list as well. There you go. Mention that. There you go. JP Smith. <laughs> Got it all up there. Got it all up in that brain. I had to say it twice. Hey, I had to make sure. I had to make sure the people could see. Right. Yeah, you want it all again? <laughs> no, I don't need to hear that again. All right, let's move oh, on here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You you missed you missed you missed one guy. All right, the one guy that you missed. His name is yeah. 
Yeah, I was actually going to call him the pill popper, but hey, look, same thing, same <laughs> oh difference. All right, let's move on. Hey, Come on, I just have to right. get that in. No, I have no, to okay. get that in. Let's Zero move on. You're in a needle, not a pill. Uh, uh, same difference. Okay. Um, all right, so just a couple more things here. A couple of re- retirees that we have. Juan Capiello of the NOLA Gold. He retires. We tip his cap to him. And then John Sullivan as well, Rugby Atlanta. He is moving on as well, uh, finishing Juan, up his... Juan uh, and Jan. See you later, boys. Juan and Jan, exactly. Um, and Capiello is a guy, a center, uh, a center that I feel like did hit some fantasy lineups last season. Only 31 total fantasy points finished about, uh, I want to say, uh, 88 in our fantasy rankings last season but hey this was a guy that was going to continue on into our next year uh he racked up 132 fantasy points which is good enough for a top 60 finish um in our new ranking so um yeah it was a guy that probably would have been looked at as well but he's hanging up the boots and moving on um i think that's, that's a it good for one. signings guys and i think i want to leave this last news and note here because it's a perfect segue into our topic that we're going to be talking about today about the impact of everything and the whole situation that we've been discussing that's been going on uh in the mlr um ben we we touched on it and we touched on it last episode um and and you you probably at this point know what we're alluding to it's the la guiltinis and austin gilgronis being removed from the league and the 12th team to be named will be added um mlr came out with an announcement we had our initial reaction last episode you can check that out in episode number 41 um and we mentioned during our conversation um an announcement that came out from uh both the utah warriors ceo but then also in addition to that an announcement that came out by the USA Rugby Players Association. And, and the reason why I bring this up is because, one, I want to obviously just keep everyone up to date with the latest uh, that is happening with this situation, but also clarify that this is still a very gray area situation. We don't know much. Uh, all we're going off of are some of these things on social media. Um, obviously, we had, I forget who was the player that came out with uh, with uh, some comments. I believe it was Adam Ash, uh, former yep. LA Guiltini's yep. player that came out with comments last week. You have these comments coming out from the USA Rugby's Players Association. So we just want to kind of recap all that. And with this latest uh, announcement from the USA Rugby Players Association, just clarify some things here and make sure that everyone understands where we're at in this current stage of the situation. So we went over the initial announcement from USA Rugby's Players Association, but they did come out with another announcement after the Utah Warriors CEO announcement from from his Twitter page that said that uh, the LA Guilty and the Austin Gilgronis did the right thing. Now, the USA Rugby Players Association responded to that, and he said, um, in quotes they put in uh, what uh, the Utah Warriors CEO said, was, focus has been and always will be on the players. And the USA Rugby Players Association quoted that and said, from the player's point of view, it certainly doesn't feel like the case. We'd love to engage with the owners to drive better outcomes for players and the league. Slide slide into our DMs for a collab. So obviously there's an open dialogue you know, that they're extending in terms of trying to get this situation resolved. And and we won't go into the whole politics of the situation, but we want to make clear here that, what makes this so interesting, and Matt, we had a little bit of a discussion about this before the episode, and, I, and I'd love for you to kind of shine a light on this here, that this is not a typical situation, Vandy, that you know. You know how you have the NHLPA with the NHL. You have the NFLPA with the NFL. You have designated players association that partner or are affiliated with their respective leagues. The USA Rugby Players Association is not affiliated in any way, shape, or form with Major League Rugby. They, they do represent... U.S. rugby players and they are there are players in the MLR that are in this association but when they come out with these types of statements you do need to take it with a grain of salt because this is not something that is necessarily coming from all MLR players this is not a statement that is you know representative of every single player in the MLR it's not like a union, right? Sure. Like, it, just, it, it is. A, it is an association. It is a union, but it's no, not a no, union that's not like associated with the players. MLR. Exactly. Like you should have a coaches union, hey, a players look, union, a refs union. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't. I don't remember ever seeing the NHLPA, the MLBPA, the NBAPA. I don't know if that's the right acronyms, but no. I've never seen those PAs ever ask an owner to slide into their DMs to talk. So. 
Look, sure. I mean, sure, the minute sure, the minute sure, that sure. you say, "Hey, Good slide in my DMs and we can collab," you know, Loses you would think value. that you would think that you know a players association would have some direct line of contact to the league offices. Or they, so, they should have already been. I mean, in, in, he should have already exactly. So, but that's but that's. I the mean, point, this though. raises some. You know, are you are you really, you really representing majority of the players? Like, is this really right? Similar to like the UFC, where each player is like a representative of himself. There's no union. There's yeah. no. Sure, some of them are in a higher union. Usually, the guys that are on their way out, but. That's what it sounds like. It's it's just kind of well, and I mean, it leads to the point where there probably at some point should be a major league rugby players association. There should be uh, some sort of thing represent, especially when we have situations I mean, hey, situations like this. Like this clearly, it's yeah. probably where we would need a players association a like this. Time, this is where we're going to tell you. It's probably why. It's probably why we've had to create the union, right? And then you get union. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's that's, that's what he's right. Sure. Like yeah. Hey. Exactly. Hey, exactly. Nanu, Nanu, slide in my DMs. I'll I'll, I'll create I'll create <laughs> hey, a, I'll a union. Facilitate this. I mean, yeah. I mean, just think about how much maybe. I wouldn't say faster because it's a very. It sounds like a very legal and political situation that obviously in any case would take a lot of time to kind of resolve and get through but just think of how much you know simpler or cleaner or just you know from an optic standpoint you know we've discussed how bad this has looked for the mlr in terms of the lack of transparency and lack of communication how much different that would have been if there was maybe an mlr players association to maybe facilitate conversations with the league to maybe not get to this point i don't know uh that's obviously just coming from someone who uh has a fan perspective but uh yeah there is something weird a little bit weird about here um i i did read on reddit that you know you go through the usa rugby players association socials and they haven't really been necessarily that active I know that they are recognized by World Rugby as a governing body for, you know, representing players that play rugby in the USA on an international level um, for them to feel like that they have the, I guess, the the honus or the responsibility to come out and talk about, I guess, what's happening in MLR is a little bit, I guess, iffy. They are there are players, like I said, that are represented by this union, I guess, Um you know, that are in the MLR. But again, it's hard to speak for everyone. And again, it's a very precarious situation. And why I wanted to bring that up and get everyone up to date is that, hey, we got to talk about it, right? We, we kind of reacted to it initially last week. But now let's really get into the fantasy impact, guys. It, enough about the politics. Enough about, you know, the legal situation. Let's really enough dive about into Mr. Gilchrist. Enough about Mr. Gilchrist. The Mr. Gilchrist search is over. His name, um, man. <laughs> we're, mo- we're moving on to uh, what this means for fantasy rugby. This is a fantasy rugby, fantasy MLR show. So that's what we're going to talk about here. Yes, um, we are. So let, let's talk about this impact and move on from uh, from the, the 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 politics of it and talk about let, let, let's get our initial reaction of what we think that the fantasy impact is going to be for the loss of the L.A. Giltinis and Gilgronis. I or I have kind of my initial thought from a commissioner standpoint of what this might look like and what this is going to affect. But for you guys who played last season um, and obviously uh, we I think uh, leading up to the 2022 year, we talked about the kind of distribution of number of players that were drafted from each team. And the Giltinis were a team that had a whole bunch of players that were drafted. Um, on players rosters they did i feel like they did trick you guys a little bit Um, but why why don't you talk about kind of uh, matt what you can go first here about the impact that um that this might have on uh fantasy managers going forward yeah i mean the first and foremost what this does is is reduce the player pool um you know that's that's exactly that that, that's basically the big I, i would say the biggest impact that it has it reduces the player pool in a player in a pool that was probably already kind of thin with last year, but it reduces that player pool even further. And kind of, you know, coming off our episode about the stats, it almost makes the stats having more, more stats, even more important. Yeah. Fanny, more important, more crucial that we have so that we have more players that can provide some more fantasy impact. Um, I think that's the big thing on the positive side though. We're going to see a lot of good talent, throughout the entire 23 man, because look, these Skeltinis and these Kilgroni squads, they were good. They were top of the table. They were up there. They had the players. They had guys like Ryberg. They had guys like, you know, um, Luke Burton, who's already moved on, but like they had a lot of guys um, that were big fantasy impact guys. And what you're doing is essentially adding to other teams, 23s that were already kind of set and solidified. And even, you know, potentially adding to this new team, 23 and, and, and uh, and helping them start kind of 
at a better state. And also, you know, guys like Dallas Jackals allows them to pick up some players that maybe mm-hmm. they wouldn't have had available sure. and be able to boost their own uh, depth as well. They yeah. feel the same way. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it all comes down, to, I guess, where you end up. You know what I mean? It, it, is Ryberg going to be great on Dallas? That's a good question. You know what I mean? It, and I would say there's a human aspect to it. You you have teammates. You have people you want to play with. Now you have a bunch of individuals who could be, for lesser words, really mad at the league, really ticked off, really unwilling to put you know, a, a huge effort forward because they might still be a little upset. So I, I don't know. It, it could be great for fantasy. In a perfect world, they go to their new setting and they, and they ball out and everything's great. But you know, they could just be kind of upset with – how they were treated, how the league handled things and kind of not spit in the face, but be like, why should I, why should I do this again? To that point, Vandy though, you know, if all teams are good, no teams are good. Right. Like True. if all the team, you can't, there's only so many mouths that you can feed. Yeah, Ryan, it makes sense. <laughs> it it makes make sense. sense. Wait, look at it. Look at, look at it this way, Ryan. <laughs> look at it this way. No, no, no. Back, no, no. Backwards. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't think about it too much, <laughs> Ryan. Right. If all teams are good, no teams are good. Right. Okay. Right. Explain. That makes sense to you, you because <laughs> okay, because all these players are playing right. So let's say you know you got a great fifteen, two great fifteens on, on each side, right? We are not. There's a less chance that we're going to see a blow up, right? There's a less chance because the 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 amount of talent on each team has gone up, right? Yeah. So the less chance we're going to see a blowout, which means still potentially less teams. points on the table. No, 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 oh, but they're, they're not. I kind of see what you're saying. Like from a fantasy perspective, if yeah, both teams are fantasy. good, everyone's relative. So everyone gets the bump up. So it's not necessarily means that everyone is better in a sense. Is that yeah. And maybe say? that, yeah. And maybe that's okay, an well, awful from a rugby standpoint. That really doesn't really make that much sense because it I makes feel like sense. No, say. but you said we're a fantasy show. <laughs> We're sure, a fantasy sure, rugby sure. show. No, we we are not a rugby fantasy. show. No, you're right. I am you're a right. fan. I'm a fantasy analyst in rugby. I... <laughs> there we go. Um, I well, no, think, great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, you know, say anything bad, but a lot of the time, just with football and hockey, a lot of these players tweet and a lot of it's, you know, emotions. And, and uh, athletes are very emotional people. So I want to just kind of reiterate, like, I think some of these guys should be ticked off at the situation and not be where they were last year. I truly think that. But what do you mean by that, Vandy? Like, what do you mean by not where they I were last mean, year? Like, like, uh, how do I put this? You know, you were playing in LA, you had your buddies, you obviously get a chemistry going and now you feel like you're just being kind of picked up by a team. You're just randomly being drawn like a sure, car. Yeah. You, you've lost your, your, your presence, your name. You no longer feel like, I don't know. I, I see. I see where you're going. It makes makes sense. Like, like think about and you got to trust the guys beside you, and you're never going to win until you have that camaraderie. And how are you supposed to just develop that when you're being picked out of the thin air? Like, oh, I'll take you. Oh, I want you. Sure. Oh, I want you. Right. No, that makes. I mean, like, think of think of some of the guys like that on the and and especially it's a good point for a team. I feel like especially for the Giltinis, a team that was created and had a lot of guys that came over together um, to form this kind of quote-unquote superstar team in the MLR. They had instant success, um, and I feel like a lot of those guys are very, very tight-knit. Now, some of them have moved on. Some of them have retired. Um, But like your point, Vandy, there are some guys on there that obviously are still tight-knit together, and they're just going to, you know, plop themselves into a different team and feel the same way and that passionate to kind of compete in the MLR. Good point, man. I I didn't really think of that uh, in that way. Um, But yeah, from a commissioner standpoint, though, uh, I will say it somewhat worries me in a way because, you know, it'd be one thing if it was a removal of two teams that weren't that good. But these yeah. were two teams that were, and it's not even in a hyperbole, that were at the top of the league. You know, what I mean, these were two Western Dominating Conference team. teams that were dominating the league you know the Giltinis or excuse me the Gilgronis last season had that undefeated stretch that they were going on that they they seemed unstoppable um the Giltinis seemed like they were picking up things towards the tail end of the season um starting to really blow out some teams before obviously all that news came out about the disqualifications of both teams um and I think by losing two established programs that were so successful you know, yeah, you might have players that go to other teams that can maybe increase some of the point outputage, fantasy point outputage for, you know, a team like the Dallas Jackals, a team like the Utah Warriors, um, you know, the team like the Houston Sabercats. But 
you're still going to lose points at the end of the day because you're not going to yeah. have, you know, these two teams that I was able to start, you know, Bill Meeks on because the Guillotinis were a good team. And yeah. to Vanny's point, you mentioned it. Will Bill Meeks, you know, be as good if he was on a Dallas Jackals? I yeah, don't know. And, that, and that, the passion, the drive, the... Sure. And, 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 and it's both ways, too. Even if he's just as passionate playing on the Guillotinis as he is on the Dallas Jackals, the Guiltinis were definitely a better team than the yeah. Dallas Jackals were last season. So can you just plop a guy that is obviously talented? He's a he was the back exactly. of the year last season. Is he going to be as productive from a fantasy perspective on a different squad despite that talent because of the situation? And and that leads to a, kind of a segue into kind of the next question here um, about not just the loss of these teams, and, and you, both of you kind of alluded to it, but it's the beginning of the dispersal of these players to different teams. So you noted about, you know, these guys moving to different situations and not fitting, and that really lends itself to the question between talent and situation when it comes to fantasy rugby. And I, I feel like this is a conversation that happens in all fantasy sports as well is, you know, picking a guy based on the opportunity that he has and he might not be as good versus a guy that's really, really dang good, but he's not in that great of an opportunity that's going to set himself up for success. Vandy, for, for a guy that plays other fantasy sports um, like fantasy football, it'd be equivalent to, let's say, uh, a running back who may be on a really, really run heavy team that is bell cow back he's getting all the opportunity um and he's getting that but he's maybe let's say you know above average type guy versus a guy who's maybe a top five guy but he's on a team that has a crappy o-line has not can't really get much done um maybe he shares the backfield with the pass catching guy is he going to be just as productive as the guys that's not just as good in a different situation? So to put it into a rugby lens for our listeners now, you know, for a hooker, you know, let's talk about, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a hooker from the Gilatinis or the Gilgronies that moves over to, and I hate to keep on picking on the Dallas Jackals, but it goes to the Dallas Jackals. Is he going to be as successful being on that team? What's your kind of guys' opinion on situation versus talent, Vandy? Yeah, I think uh, rugby almost plays more into I don't I don't know how to say this. I think it plays more into like the hockey sense where you play off each other more. Football is here's our play, go out and execute it. Mm-hmm. Hockey is very much you have a feeling. I, I can't explain it, but you have a, you have a guy and you play off that guy and you know what he's going to do, and you know he's got this little maybe maybe a stutter step that he loves to do or a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And you know, kind of like Bodine Walker had that kick or, 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 or Andrew Coe kept catching those kicks from, uh, from, uh, Benza. yeah, Sam Windsor. Sam Windsor. And it was just a set thing. And they're like, Oh, we tried to practice once or twice. It was boom. I love it. And it took yeah. both those guys to do that perfectly. And it wasn't like they yelled something at each other. They felt that moment. They knew it was going to, so that to me, that, that to me, that is, is what true. That is true. It's kind of funny because I feel like for a sport like fantasy football, it's like and 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 you know I feel like this is a saying that I, a lot of people have heard. Uh, if you've been in the world of the NFL and things like that, but it's like the do your job mantra. Do your job. Like everyone, mm. everyone has their assignment and they do go and job. do their own individual thing, yep. and then that kind of comes together to have this individual guy to have success. Exactly. Where in rugby, where in rugby, it's more like in your case with Andrew Cohen, Sam Windsor, it's them working together, exactly. being on that same page. And there is an aspect of that in fantasy football of them having to work together, but it's not so much no, of a sole focus. Of, this is what I need to do. It's exactly. like kind of bouncing back and forth between the two. Um, and that's, but Matt, that's you're, why yeah. like chemistry, hockey, rugby reminds me so much of that. You need yeah. that chemistry. It, that's it a good makes point. the game. That's a good point. Hey, Ryan, uh, I, thought, I thought when you said that you were going to say a good saying, I thought you were going to say, if all of them are good, then nobody's good. <laughs> no, oh my God. no we're, we're scrapping that. that, that yeah. 20, 2022, October, or November 1st, we're good. Yeah. If no one's Not good you. or if everyone's good, no one's good. Not hey, you. if we're all Sorry, special, right? no one's special. Hey, you no, know? what you're trying to do there is you're just trying to set yourself up because you were last Look. in fantasy rugby no, last no, season. No, you're no, just no, trying no. to say, you know, no, just no, 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 no. Good for everyone. Hey. Hey. Look, I'm going to go the opposite direction from you guys. I'm going the other direction. Look, I think what this did is actually provide us with the, with the, we're going to be able to see how deep this league should be. I think this is going to be a great indication of, Hey, this is how deep this league should be. This is the amount of talent and the talent depth that we should have between these 12 teams. This is what we should do and continue to have and not try to, push expansion 
try to push more players into the league because yes, we can deepen the player pool all we want, right? We can try and deepen the player pool by increasing more teams. But at the end of the day, if player ranked 150 can't play, he can't play regardless. You're not going to pick him up regardless of how many teams that we have on the field. If that guy is no good, if that, if that guy isn't going to produce, if he's not going to produce the stats that you're looking for, whether he's on the Jackals, whether he's on, you know, rugby New York, whether he's on a team in, you know, middle of Wisconsin, regardless, he's not going to produce because he doesn't have the production. He's not that type of player. And it is what it is. So yeah, I think what right. we're going to see, right, is, is that we saw this with Dallas. We added a 13 team. We see Dallas struggle. We see them go, you know, they go through some unfortunate circumstances, but they still, regardless, before and after, they struggled. Mm-hmm. And now we're just going to, I think, see despite a lower talent, uh, a lower depth and a, a smaller pool, what we're going to see is a higher volume of high quality players within the pool that we have from one yeah. to 120. I think we're going to see a higher depth, which means maybe closer point point scoring, closer rankings. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, that technically does provide a deeper pool of players that we are willing to pick up as team owners. Sure. Like, and yeah. that's a good point. It's there's like, it's, it's, there's, there's a pool of players that, Hey, here's the pool of total MLR players. Right. And then here's the pool of players or the subsection of players within that pool of players that is like, okay, here are the fantasy relevant players. And you're right. If there, yeah. if there's higher level yeah. guys on a smaller amount of teams are going to be guys that are going to be in better yeah. situations. And Hey, let's, and do let's fantasy not production. Yeah. Let's not count out. It's only November. Like, sure. yes, yes. They, they haven't been together as much as other teams, but you know, We've talked to guys who've been drafted. Those guys aren't even in the building yet. Those guys haven't even started really building the chemistry. You know, even if they have been in the building, it's been a visit. It's not like they're there full time with the rest of the team. Um, I think this is will be time for guys to come in. And do you know what? We've seen guys come in midway through the season in this league. Midway yeah. through the season and be able to perform and be, be ca- fair, catalyst in point, the finals. Those guys all seem to be like New Zealand All Blacks. Yeah, fair enough. That, that's <laughs> you a good were point. you were pulling some Joe Blow from some junior league. No, 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 yeah, that's fair you enough. Were pulling, but, like the best. But of the to best. that point, hey, we're pulling some of the best of the best from the MLR in the past. The Guiltinis, yeah. the Go Gronies, two top teams, which means they got two like they got some of the top two quality rosters. So well, I would say even let's let's look out for this new expansion team as guys that we want to look at to draft because that team is essentially going to be a a a Mister Gilcrest baby of all star team. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? You're right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I feel like I feel like you know I hate to do it again, but hockey, hockey has expanded too quickly, and now mm-hmm. there has been kind of three or four teams that you know, like Arizona, for example. You know, to the listeners that follow hockey, when is the last time Arizona was even scratching yeah. a cup since sure. they come into existence? Sure. So Matt's got a great point. Where more teams, you'd think more more fantasy, more players, more everything, but there. You don't want such a big disparity where, yeah, exactly like Dallas and and and, and uh and the yeah. like at the like well, the day, how many guys disparity. had Dallas guys on their team? Exactly. Nobody it had like Dallas one guy. Yeah. It was Matarazzo maybe, and then it like Carlisle I think was the and two guys Nipolsky, like, and Nipolsky, who hey, 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 <laughs> I had if I can't forget <laughs> yeah. it, but uh but but like that's three guys and, and then we look at how sure. many Giltini guys were picked up how many Giltinis were on I, roster I, right I think it was like 15 out of 22 Giltinis were taken it was yeah. ridiculous and, and frankly and if all- we if we took away that Dallas team everybody would still have almost the same guys except me I'd be sure. missing three guys because Naposki sure. Matarazzo. Well, there, there, there's a reason why you finished last last. Well, see, there we go. Oh, see, nonetheless, nonetheless, though, nonetheless, um, I will say though, uh, you guys make a good point. I feel like it's it is an interesting dynamic trying to figure out, you know, what is the proper number of teams for a league, um, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to, I guess, a fantasy perspective and implementing a fantasy league into a a professional sports league that is just uh, that is just trying to grow. So definitely, definitely interesting. But yeah, let's let's talk. About about kind of the addition of that new team because we've talked about kind of the dispersal draft of going to a said team in the league and we've talked about the removal of two teams but hey we haven't really touched on the fact that there is going to be this 12 to be named team um 
I, I guess we'll keep it short here, guys, because I feel like obviously there's still a lot of unknown. We don't know where this team is going to be. Yeah. We don't know how Chicago. they're going to fill their roster. <laughs> we don't know how they're going to fill their <laughs> roster with the players. Obviously, it's going to be a combination of, you know, Giltini's, Gil players, obviously, um, obviously players that they're going to be finding on their own as well. Um, obviously, the draft has already passed, so they, they can't build in any way, shape or form through that. Um, so again, not much details around it, but I guess just to keep it short here, guys, uh, for this question, is this another Dallas Jackals situation? Do you find that this 12 team probably won't have many fantasy relevant guys? They're going to be another team that is expanding in here, going to be trying uh, to find their is, footing. Is it different? This is different. This is different. This isn't an expansion. This is a, we have a 12 team. We have these guys that are available from the Gilgronies and Giltinis. Have your pick. Like but this I don't is, know. I don't know how. If yeah, that's how it's we don't. Work, we don't know though. how that's no going to work because it didn't work yeah. like that for the Dallas Jackals, right? So it did. Right, right. but I, the I, Dallas I Jackals were an expansion. An ex- they were an expansion, right? So sure, like, sure, they are pulling. They are trying to add players to the pool. We have a set pool. The pool is not being expanded at all. The same players. Now we're just trying to fill them onto this one team. So I think it's a it's a completely different situation. Like we're going to see yeah. good, good names that we knew, names that we known from last year are going to be on this squad here. Yeah. It's not going to be you know we didn't hear about Naposki before before the Dallas Jackals. We didn't hear about you know um, you know some of those guys before the Dallas Jackals. Um, so I think this is this is a whole different situation. And also why you know I think we're going to see these guys have some success as well. I mean, yeah. you'd love to see it. You truly would. Now, when Dallas came in, how did that work? There wasn't an expansion draft. I believe they just had they they had the they had the draft picks, obviously, going yeah. into it, and yeah. then they filled out the roster. I think with other guys mm-hmm. that yeah. They, so that they, they, I think, I believe they just they had their draft picks, so they were the first in the draft. Okay. And then what they did was they filled their roster with signees, just like you know how you how other teams who started so like there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't expansion draft though like there wasn't anyone that to sign free agents yeah only free agents yeah Yeah. there wasn't like uh like you'd like in the nhl where there was like a like a a protection list or anything like that so that to matt's point that's why this time is a little bit different because there's this pool of players that are now available for for this league so it's kind of i feel like if it does feel like this 12 to be named team um has an opportunity to have a better footing here to start off and kind of kickstart their franchise yeah. than what the Dallas Jackals had when they were first starting, sure. especially, and that's not even considering all the COVID crap that was going on too, when they were first starting to uh, go wrong. But yeah, it, it's, it'll that be makes, interesting. That makes see. sense on why Dallas struggled as bad as they did. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I absolutely. mean, that's exactly I, I, back I, to our I, point, I just, right? Like that's like you run out of free agents that are competitive in the MLR. Right, you yeah. run out of guys that are be able to keep up with all these international signings, with all these teams that are built. Um, you just run out of guys. There's it, it. There's so many leagues around the world. You're really you got to pull from American. You got to pull American guys. The rules say you got to pull domestic a number of domestic guys. So you know, rugby is not the most popular sport in the states. Well, there's only so many talented players in the states. That's what I was gonna, it, it almost seems like if you were going to buy a team. You'd almost have to have talked to some free agents already. There has oh, yeah. to be some well, kind of handshake deal in place where it's like, if I buy a team, well, I, I need think, a couple guys here. Well, because with the, you with wouldn't the, just buy a team and, and pray that now I've bought a team in this new MLR league and hopefully I get some I guys mean, come. I think I, I think the way that this is set up is that when teams enter the league and obviously this is a unique circumstance where we didn't have the expectation you know half a year ago that we'd yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. introducing a, a new team that we don't even know the name of yet or where it's going to be located uh <laughs> but uh nonetheless uh yeah it's 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 weird to kind of you know think it out and be like oh, okay like this yeah <laughs> what, what is this new team going to do yeah it's 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 trippy it's trippy 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 yeah, I mean, but this is a whole new situation. I think that this is completely – they're starting off on a whole different foot than what the Dallas oh, Jackals sure. are clear. That's how Dallas started out. Yeah, um, sure. and And, yeah, um, I, I can see them I can see them having immediate impact uh, depending on the players again. I'll be interested to continue to follow the news on what this dispersal draft looks like, 
also, you know, what chance do the teams around the league have to pick up some of these guys as well and how that affects their roster? Honestly, I think they have to approach this so delicately. I, I really do. Well, I, this whole situation is just like they need a it's, – it's been very, very weird. So, yeah. But, yeah, trying to figure out kind of how to yeah. kind of navigate through this as they and, – and there's not much time to the start of the yeah, 2023 like, year. If they stay – and I, it, there was a funny comment on Twitter where it was like – or on Reddit where it was like it's going to be very awkward if the MLR comes out with their 2023 schedule and they have a to-be-decided – you know, the graphic in there for <laughs> some of the, some of the games because, it's yeah, the because Chicago they, don't, they obviously don't have the teams. Is that what are they called, Matt? Chicago Beans. That's that's what they called the Chicago Beans, eh? That's yeah. <laughs> the, Chicago the Chicago beans. the Chicago Silver Beans. Hey, that's not what my people told me. Um, but uh, yeah, and and I will say just to put the, a bow on this whole conversation, um, because obviously there's still a lot to be had about this. We mm. still don't know the final fantasy impact that this is going to have. Um, we're going to know a lot more in the coming weeks, especially in the new year when things start to get solidified in rosters. Hopefully, um, people start taking note by the Seattle Seawolves and start releasing their rosters and things like that. Um, which, on a side note, I wonder if the release of that 22-man pod had anything to do with kind of the announcement of this dispersal Maybe. draft could have been there. But I will say, low-key, what this is really nice that the Guiltinis and Yogronis leaving and this new team being added is that now we're back to an even number of teams. I hate, I true. hate, Vandy, when true. the NHL had 30, like 31 I teams. It, it drove me sucked. nuts. It, it sucked. It just didn't make any yeah. sense. You it was need just an like, even I'm, amount. So... Yeah, it's uh, nice to I mean, have twelve teams. Obviously, there's going to be a team that has to what move to the Eastern Conference, right? Yeah, is that is, is that the, I'm just doing the math? Is that is that what it is? I or is or they just need to go? So. It has to be a Western Conference team because it's oh, two Western be, Conference teams that leaving. Exactly. Yeah. So it's got to be. The East had one more last year. Anyway, yeah. Chicago uh, is Midwest. Have, Chicago gonna, is Midwest. So. But uh, can you? Can, yeah, I guess you can. But look, look, and I'm going to untie your bow that you just tied, Ryan, and I'm going to tie it back up because I'm going to tie the bow on this one. You forgot to throw out a piece of garbage, and now you got to undo the garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna untie the boat so I can I tie it back that. up to put to put a fantasy wrap on this. Look, I'm gonna make a prediction right now. Don't be scared to draft these guys from the new team. It's not the yeah. same as the Dallas Jackals. Draft these guys from the new team. Don't be worried. We're gonna have more guys on teams from this new Chicago Bean team. All right. You mean if there's <laughs> tie the bow? Let's go. Year, he might do well this year. Yeah. Matt. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. no, it's open that's, the garbage for that. Yeah, I have to tie the ball up. That's that's the uh, fantasy, lasting fantasy tip for Matt. You can take it with a grain of salt. You know his finish from before, but well, uh, yeah, well, that's like three or four <laughs> times. This, episode, <laughs> this is <right>? crazy. <laughs> this is, um, I think we've seen last episode clearly with the new stats. I'm the winner next year. There's yeah, the, like sure. if we get those stats, I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning. I, I had right. the top five in every every position. Yeah. I, you make a point make a good point um, i had them all and and lastly here i just want to just uh to as we wrap up the fantasy impact conversation and go back to kind of the uh just this whole situation and how it's been playing out here um i think we're at a very pivotal moment when it comes to the mlr the way that they approach this going forward is going to be very very crucial like vandy said um it's, it's going to be a crucial moment here and i think with any brand new league Right. It's, it's very unique, right, to kind of be in a moment where, you know, we're in 2022 and there is a brand new sports league in a, in a sport that has been so historically, um, I guess, popular, maybe not in the USA or in Canada, but uh, in other parts of the world is making this kind of, you know, um, attempt to kind of break the sports scene here in North America, which we don't get often. Last time that happened was probably, you'd say, the MLS. And they went through trials and tribulations through the beginning of their kind of establishment in North America. And I'm sure the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, when they were first starting, you know, 100 or so years ago or, less, uh, uh, you know, within the last century, they also went through trials and tribulations and challenges when they were first kind of creating the league. So that's kind of the point that Major League Rugby's at right now, right? There's a lot of challenges that are going to come up when it comes to creating a new league, right? Um, sure. Whether it's, you know, on the field and it's figuring out things there and it's figuring out the product and all that stuff and, and getting us the stats and things like that. Or, you know, things off the field as well, administratively, you know, through ownership, politically, all these things. They all go into it in creating a successful league and that's kind of the tipping point that I feel like we're at with the MLR and how they kind of approach this situation moving forward is going to tell people a lot about what the MLR is really invested in in terms of the growth of rugby in North America. And, you know, they, they got to do it the right way. 
We'll see whether they do it that way. Um, but uh, I don't think this is out of the ordinary. It might be a very weird situation, you know, having this whole Gilchrist situation and teams being removed. But I don't think it's weird that they are having problems, you know, within the first 10 years of this league's creation. No, I think that happens. Sure. That happens with any league as you're trying right. to establish yourself. So, Are we just going to take turns here tying bows on this bad boy or what? Should I, I go next? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about just... Should I, I come back like, around and untie your bow and tie another bow? I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't dare me. Yeah. The if our question is, Matt, you going to tie yeah. another bow on the conversation? It comes full circle. We started the show talking about if it's too early to talk about christmas and here we are wrapping gifts in our conversations and bows and things like that so we'll wrap it up here um, hey look first. people let me know next episode i'll tie the bow and all the all the conversations <laughs> just let me know ask tfr uh yeah no yeah i do ask tfr <laughs> yeah hey um that, that's about our, our kind of conversation here about the fantasy impact that this whole situation has. Probably going to leave it to rest here going forward unless there's anything brand new that comes Until out. Until the new team late. comes out. Obviously, there's going to be the announcement <clears throat> of the new team. And the players. Um, there's going to be the dispersal draft. There's going to be figuring out where these players are going and the rosters that they find themselves on and the impact fantasy-wise that that's going to have. But until then, um, we're probably going to um, you know move on a little bit here. We've been following the Gilcrest watch pretty closely here. and and, and finally. That we have a little bit of of resolve here, we can kind of move forward with this, and it'll be interesting to see how MLR approaches it. But yeah, never like talking too much about rugby politics because we know how much uh, how much it can get messy. So we like to stick with the fantasy side, and and we'll do just that moving forward when it comes to this. Um, but yeah, still lots more things to come out this off season, guys. Uh, still got a whole bunch of interviews to come. Uh, we've broken down the stats. If you missed it last episode, again, you can check that out. Episode forty one. Uh, we take the new stats that we were able to get our hands on: breakdown, steals, tackle meters gain we're able to interject that into our 2022 rankings and see what impact that had it was really really interesting matt and vandy can both kind of attest to that um and you can have a listen to that because it was a lot of fun breaking down the new top 15 and the top five um anything else guys uh you guys good with leaving the gilchrist conversation where it's at now um, yeah let's leave have, it past uh, him i don't even want to say his name anymore let's just we'll put the keep it moving I put the ball on it. We put the ball on it. I, I put the ball. I put the say. tissue paper. I put the wrapping paper. Right, and Mandy, I put close the us bang. out here. Close us out here. Peace and love. Page was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wasted time for that. All right. For Matt Yee, for Devin Vandy Vanderpool. <laughs> I'm Ryan Yee. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with episode number 43 with lots we more to come. interviews, fantasy, rugby in the MLR. We're doing it all here on the Fantasy Rocker Show. Thank you again for tagging along with us. We'll be back, and we'll see you then. Hey, they don't know about Pangea. You've been listening to the Fantasy Ruckers Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, covering everything rugby from the MLR and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and be sure to tell all your friends. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, connect with us on social media at the Fantasy Ruckers. Till next time, this is the Fantasy Ruckers Show, signing off.